After a long holiday break, Happy New Year to all. We are back for episode 21, the final episode of this Brown season, brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. Hope you all got some nice things from them for Christmas. You can find them at szaboapparel.com. We're going to wrap up the Brown season, everything over the last couple of weeks, the changes in the front office. We got a long Munilab payphone with another very special guest. Let's get into it. Let's go. The Cleveland wind is a baker, blustering in from sea with a rollicking song. He sweeps along, feeling dangerously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with an orange bandana about his head and a superfly mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The Cleveland wind is a baker, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What are we on? 21? 21. Is this like a season? Yeah, Let's good. do a little clink. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Cleveland Whiskey. Cleveland Whiskey. Free shout out, free ad. Free shout out, free ad. I mean, it's Cleveland Whiskey, so it's all right. Uh, oh, anyway, so uh, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. Episode 21. I think of, I thought of a name already. Season finale. The season finale of like the Brown season, not necessarily the podcast season. True. Um, I want to call this episode rules of in wait rules of engagement or rules of engage Bakerman. All right. That's fine. Rules of engage Bakerman. That's fine. That's, that's like sick. That. Uh, so we've been gone for a little while. Uh, there's been a lot going on. I'd like to apologize. We said we do it weekly, but a lot of stuff popped up, namely the holidays and your boy got engaged. One half of this podcast is now engaged, so congrats again to Raleigh and Kate. She said yes. She, she did say yes. Kate confirmed. And I she got, said it quickly, too. Like I, did, I had like an argument ready in the back pocket. Just to ways to like, look at a $20 bill and <laughs> yeah, like some tears. Like, Kate, come on. Seriously, just say yes. Actually, that's that's so, stupid. She she said yes. I love you, Kate. So walk us walk us through this because I've never gotten engaged. Oh, dude, it's I don't know what other people's experience. We'll get are. to the we'll get to the brown stuff too. Don't worry. It is the most stressful thing of all time. Like I knew she would say yes. Just jokes aside, I knew she'd say yes. But I did not want to screw up the engagement. Like I, I screw up. I screwed up a. Uh, a birthday surprise when I got her Hamilton tickets, like when we started dating. How do you screw that up? Um, well, I, I, it was a surprise, and I implied that we were going to go skydiving for her birthday, and it was fairly early on in the relationship, and she didn't want to say no, but I found out later that she's scared shitless of heights, and so she had anxiety that whole time, and I felt horrible. But it was kind of funny, but like the day of, she was just in full panic mode. I was like, I didn't get you Hamilton tickets. Excuse me. I didn't get you skydiving tickets. I got you Hamilton tickets. And then it was just like a total emotional roller coaster that 
was expensive and just could have been avoided altogether by so not what, being you a got, dipshit. You got skydiving tickets though? No, no, no. I said that wrong. I am. I got Hamilton tickets. Oh, okay. I wanted her to clear her schedule off with this surprise without telling her what we're doing. But I wanted her to think that we were going skydiving ah, okay. to like mess with her. So between total that, total backfire. Between that and like the rat, you've maybe already taken a few years off her life with stress. The rat wasn't my fault. The rat was the was rat's that a fault. part of the when you got down on one? If you did get down on one knee, was it anything like <laughs> I, I will kill rats for you forever? <laughs> will you marry me? <laughs> there were so many movie quotes that I wanted to do. I don't know if you saw The King on Netflix. But like King Henry says to his French bride, my lady, you must speak true and speak plainly to me. I don't know why I thought it was badass, but it wouldn't have been funny to anybody except me. But dude, you black out when you ask. I, I don't know what I said. I don't know what she said. You just. But she for sure said yes. There was a. Yeah, she head nodded. Okay. She head nodded vigorously. Okay. But yeah, as far as the whole experience, I am so anti the diamond industry. Like. You go in, you're trying to buy a diamond. Nobody knows what they're doing. Three months salary. Yeah, that there's a a thing of how much your diamond is supposed to cost. You know who started that that rumor, that tradition? Uh, Jared. The diamond industry. Yeah, Jared could call. Nice. That's hilarious. Um, so that's messed up. But you go in, you don't know what you're doing. You say, yeah, hi, my name's Raleigh. I'm trying to buy a ring. I fell in love. I don't have that much wealth and power. Could you help me? I would still like a nice diamond. They say, oh, yeah, sure. That's great. And they just take you straight to the NBA section. <laughs> the, the, big, the big bling. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Wait a sec. What, what part of I can't afford a $30,000 ring did you not understand? $30,000? That probably started you way up higher than that. I, did you ever consider some guy like an alley with a trench coat on? Uh, there was a guy in Florida that somebody said, oh, you got to talk to Mr. X. Um, he's great. He takes care of you. And... I don't know. It was like sketchy, but I called him and he was like really weird and sketchy, but you avoid the tax. Dude, the, the, the tax on top of it, whatever you spend, just imagine them throwing like another $600 FU in the form of sales tax or whatever, state Jesus. tax. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. But when you find the right person, Kevin, you're willing to go through that for them. So I got the loose ring. I got it fitted by the person that or not fitted set. I still don't even know the terminology and I never will. Drove up. As soon as the ring came into my possession, it's just like anxiety. Like, get this thing away from me. How long did it take? Uh, I had the ring in my possession for like 23 hours. No, I, no, no. How, from like the first time you went in there, you picked one out. Oh, I, I, I switched gears and got it uh, from Jared Allen. No, that's the football player. Rest in peace. Um, Wait, what the hell's the name of the... James Allen. <laughs> James Allen. They're famous, right? I don't know. Not, I've not bought a ring yet. Um, yeah, I, I was I was Googling blood diamonds, seeing if those are cheaper. Um, couldn't find any. Uh, no, I, I got a couple of emails from some FBI guy. Nah, that was a shit joke. Um, but anyway, as soon as the ring got to me, long story short, you're just like, okay, let's right, get Right, but you don't over. walk out with the ring that day. They have to like yeah, they, make it orders. Like, how long does it take from like... All right, come back in a week, two weeks. Um, so I I got it online, like from a ring broker, the James Allen guys. And had I ordered it with the ring set, it would have been like mid January, and 
I, I think I ordered it like December 18th or something. But if you buy so the, you got it quick. Yeah, if you buy the loose ring though, or excuse me, the loose diamond, like the rock itself, they get it to you much quicker, and you can get it set that day. And so it was a matter of like four or five days from this is the one I want to getting it. And then I just proposed Christmas Eve when we got to her parents. It was it was magical. But you knew what you wanted. I knew what you wanted. You yeah. weren't just like winging this by any means. Oh, hell no. Now you feel out what they want. They, She was pretty specific with what she wanted. Um, and I think that's par for the course, um, that they just know what they want. They explain it to you. They, they really explain the shape. Like there's oval, there's round, there's all these other emerald. Like you'll, you'll learn. You'll learn, Kevin. Is there hippo shaped? There was a hippo shape. There's a Furby shaped. Now nah, I don't know. She's probably going to get pissed when she realizes I told our magical moment on the podcast, but whatever. So congrats. You are... Uh, I'm off the market, dude. You're, yeah. It's all over. It's official. <laughs> it's all over. Sorry, ladies. Uh, we are going to do a Love Doctor episode in the off season. I got some prospects lined up. These... uh Instagram Who? followers. This is news to me. Oh yeah, breaking news. We're, yeah, we're yeah. doing a. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while. We're doing a, a love doctor episode now. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna do it, but it's going to be these uh, single Muni eligible lot bachelorettes. Matrimony? Yeah, Muni Lot Matrimony. That is the title, Kevin. Oh man, Muni Lot Matrimony. All right, I'm in. Sick. Uh, we'll think of the parameters later. Uh, if you guys think of a good matchmaker love doctor podcast episode any ideas uh submit them in like a a rating or a review send it to us browns on ig bachelor the browns bachelorette so yeah big step big christmas break for you oh yeah it was magical oh, and then they goddamn fired john dorsey yeah so i guess now we can <laughs> just total opposite uh, of the half, yeah. the feelings of joy actually no let's stay on christmas stuff i got you something yeah okay it's it's nothing special but it is here you go all right what do we got here <laughs> merry christmas kevin all right gift number one is a professional cooking torch it's a blow torch blow torch so I probably won't use this for cooking. I'll find some other way to use this. It's, don't do, do crack, I need, like, Kevin. Do I need like propane or something? Um, butane. I Does it come with it? Actually, no. Sorry. Right. You got to go to Walgreens or something. Uh, Toblerone. Toblerone of Switzerland chocolate. It's delicious. I've seen this, but I've never had it. All right. Appreciate that. Merry Christmas to me. Your gift is in the mail. Uh, a milk <laughs> chocolate orange ball. Yeah, they're great. This is bigger than a baseball. Oh, it's delicious. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, oh. And then... All right. <laughs> two scratched off lottery tickets. Oh, yeah. Are they winners? Nope. I already scratched them. Well, they, thank you for doing that for me. Yeah, all right. Well, just that's... just wanted to uh, save you time, bro. That's our belated uh, Christmas gift opening. So I got a blowtorch. I got some chocolate and some scratched off lottery tickets. So yeah. That's about as dogs of war as it can get. Yep. I, uh, I'm going to eat that chocolate, though. Yeah. Use the blowtorch, man. I, uh, As you guys may remember from episode six or some shit, I make creme brulee. It's kind of my thing. And Kate's dad gave me a blowtorch, which kind of threw me off because I already had one. Like He knew I had one because I've made it for the family before, but I thought I'd give you the spare. 
we can be blowtorch friends as well as podcast friends. It sounds weird, but whatever. No, I guess I got to try it now. So I appreciate it. So thank you. So now I guess we can address the elephant in the room. Yep. And go back to what this podcast is supposedly about, the Cleveland Browns. Lots happened. I guess we could start all the way back because we've been gone for a couple weeks. The season finale against Cincinnati. I take partial responsibility for that. I decided not to work out that day. I decided not to wear my lucky attire, partially because I wanted Freddie gone at that point, but also because I really wanted a top 10 draft pick. So I don't know. I think it was uh, for the greater good, but also kind of on me. That was a tough one to swallow. I will say, and this is not an indictment for anyone on our team, any of the players, a lot of a lot of friends of the program between them and their their wives and whatnot. <laughs> uh, but just from the history of the Browns and just how our luck in Cleveland goes overall my entire life, I said going into that game days before, if you think we're winning this season finale with all the bullshit that's been going on the past few months, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And I was absolutely correct. You were, Kevin. Hot take. Nailed it. Yeah, that was kind of a, uh, a kick in the gut. And I hate the Bengals so much. I hate that Nick Chubb didn't get the rushing title. Yeah, that is a bummer too. Like because we ran him like f- not many times. There should have been thirty carries between him and Kareem. Uh, and also, kind of off topic, but Nick Chubb did not make a first or second All Pro team this year. Yep. I need someone to help me understand that. He got Nick snubbed. <laughs> Brutal. I don't. I, there's no explanation for that. But you know. We lost. Going into that game, I love how the media came out with a story that said Haslam, Browns management, whatever it was, said that barring an unbelievable collapse, Freddie will still be around as coach. And then, of course, we lost three to- hours later, <laughs> we had an unbelievable collapse against the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, we lost to the... We lost to Arizona. We lost to the Bengals. That's pretty bad. Again, we could have... This is not against our, our players. When I said that, I knew we were going to lose. We could have the Tom Brady of every position on the football field, and I still would have said because of the luck and the curse on our city, we're going to lose this game. There's going to be a. We are going to find. That's going to be our damn podcast mission. We're going to find the way to break the curse. That's our ethos, Kevin. We're going to find a way to break the co- curse. Well, I'm all obviously I'm all Jimmy ears. Haslam can't do it. Somebody's got to do something. Somebody with a Brown-specific meme account and a podcast that kind of spun off as a result of it. I'm in. But Freddie is now fired. Huzzah. The same night, I called. I said it'd be 5 o'clock. It was more like 8 o'clock, I think, that it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Ian Rappaport was the first one to report it. Once again, shout out to all of the Cleveland media people that I have bashed on this podcast all the time for once again getting scooped on all of these stories the entire since the since the last game till now on all of this so thank you very much for doing what you guys do best um ian rapaport spoke with freddie on the phone the tweet from him was something along the lines of freddie was very emotional thought he had the support i look he didn't look i i am never ever ever gonna wish someone losing their job their form of you know their employment, their money. That is not where I. We, we just he wasn't you're not the guy. an asshole. He wasn't the guy. We lo- everyone loves Freddie the guy. I know he's a goofy, 
nice, you know, dude from the south. Big, lovable. He just wasn't Freddy the guy. Kitchens, but you know, you can't go from a positions coach to OC to head coach within eight months in this league. And he was very much clearly in over his head the entire time. Uh, you know, it's very simple. You want to see things progress and get better week after week, and it didn't happen. Um, when you think about everything from wearing that shirt at the movies, which was just dumb, not a big deal, but still dumb, uh, to some of the bullshit on the sidelines, to what looked like the team just really not wanted to play anymore for him. Um, and that's really what it was. I, I really think that, you know, so much focus went on to Jarvis and Odell and all these rumors and bullshit of them saying, come get me, we don't want to play here. They said they want to be here. They all said, and if you saw Haslam's press conference from a few days back, he interviewed a ton of players a day after the season, and they all just said, we want strong leadership. That's what we're missing here. We all want to stay, but just give us someone who's going to lead us. And that wasn't happening with Freddie. So, again, it was clear that a lot of these frustrations and you know things happening behind the scenes, all the drama, and how every week something new and stupid came out that had nothing to do with football really came from just a lack of, of management and discipline and leadership. And you know that's what we're obviously going after here in this next coaching shirts. Search. I yeah, you had it until the end, and you said search wrong. Um, no, that's – I mean, I agree. It's just – I'm just sad. I wanted him to be the guy. Everyone wanted him to be the guy, and he wasn't. But what I'm really sad about is that they got rid of Dorsey. We'll see how this plays out. I think they put a lot of blame on him for choosing Freddie. But I'm like, nobody has a crystal ball. Even the best poker player loses a couple of hands. Like – when Freddie took over, they had a what five and three record last year with a pretty explosive offense. Like it's a bummer that it happened, but hindsight's twenty twenty. So I don't know why they can the guy that put the most talent on our team. Granted, he had a lot of draft capital, but every other first round pick. Guess what? He picked the occasional first rounder that has stayed on the team. The other twenty guys haven't done that other than Joe Thomas, but... I'm very much in the middle on this one right now. I understand from a black-and-white perspective of he picked Freddie, Freddie failed, that potentially set our team back farther than we should have been right now. Uh, well, definitely farther back than we should have been right now, and that's that's on him. Um, they tried to give him a reduced role and try something different, but it just didn't work out, and they just, you know, mutual split ways, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. People have been looking back and picking apart every single decision and roster move and draft pick that he made. He did a lot of good things, so will this be the right move? I don't know, because you can look at and see all the players he brought in, and all of our studs right now are a result of John Dorsey, nobody else. Yeah. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen from this. That's not true. There were, ta- like, Alonzo Highsmith and uh, Elliot Wolf. I shouldn't like, say all of our studs, yeah, because, I mean, he didn't draft Schobert. I mean, he, uh, what I'm saying is that it wasn't just him. He had a good team together um, with that front office. But I just want Jimmy Haslam to stay the fuck away, excuse my language, from any decisions. Like, in 2014, he was the reason we drafted Johnny Manziel. And the worst draft pick 
that year was Justin Gilbert. If you look at the, if if you want to like laugh about I, I don't even, yeah you can laugh about it at this point. Look up the 2014 draft picks in the first round. Look at who we picked. Look who everybody else got. They could have thrown darts with a blindfold on and yeah. unintentionally hit a Hall of Famer. Yeah, literally. Like, all right, Khalil else. Mack, Aaron Donald. Now nah, let's get the uh, Justin Gilbert character. He's a cornerback from the Big 12. I mean, his opponents put up 60 points on him every game, but he's probably sick. You idiots. He's out of the league. Jimmy has him such a douche. Excuse my language. I, I don't like... I hate armchair quarterbacks. I hate armchair GMs, but... Twitter eggs. He is the common denominator. Wait, is that it? Common denominator? The X factor? The fish rots from the head down. We are... Yeah, Sorry. it all starts and ends with the Haslam's. I try not to be negative. I try not to be negative. There's a lot of negative stuff that goes down, but that's what we're also going to do this offseason. Start a GoFundMe so we can buy the team and pick a guy that knows how to pick a guy. We'll bring so, Dorsey back. We interviewed Mike McCarthy a few days ago, former Packers coach. Coached uh, two guys you may have heard of, uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre. So we are interviewing McDaniels. Yep. And uh, the I don't even remember these guys' names. The Kansas City OC? No. There's a lot of people we're going to be interviewing. 49ers. San Francisco's folks. DC. Yep. Uh, Ravens OC. In? Yep. Uh, Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator who De Podesta wanted the last time to be coach last year. There's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, I still have not really honed in and decided who I would personally want as a coach yet. I mean, there, there's just so much stuff that we, even if we we had press badges or were actually people more insightful than what we are, which I don't know, this whiskey's hit me a little bit hard, but I, I don't know who the right guy is, but I don't know, fingers crossed. I'm going to be very impatient and I want a coach to be named like ASAP, despite the fact that I also want them to really, really dig in and find the right guy. Yeah, I mean... Or gal. I think that's kind of the frustration is that I was just looking forward to an offseason with like, you know what, we still got a guy that knows how to pick a guy. Like, they induce stress into the offseason, which I'm not used to that. Normally, the offseasons are Super Bowl. Now I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Make a decision and win a Super Bowl or three. I'm just numb to all of it, you know? It's just been year after year after year. We're sitting here on our 21st podcast where more often than not, yeah, we flipped it and tried to make jokes and laugh at all the nonsense and bullshit. But, man, this stuff just takes its toll on all of us. Hey, that's why we're here. This is our this is our role. It's been very therapeutic. Don't trash the players. Don't trash the GM. Don't trash the coaches. It's okay to trash the owners. Is that is that fair? That's fair. All right. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but hey, 21 episodes. Cheers to us, dude. Cheers. For sure. We made it. So I guess we could probably talk about, I mean, putting a final bow in the season. Obviously, nowhere near what we expected or what we wanted. Um, but as we always say, see you next Sunday. We're still here. No, wait. Let's cut this shit out, and let's just jump into a break with the Muni Lot payphone. All right. So we have our season finale Muni Lot payphone. The thoughts, 
the opinions, the dreams of so many of you coming across the phone lines here. Let's get into it. season wasn't what it was supposed to be it's all right next year is looking up just want to say i love the whole year you helped me get through all the pain and misery and tragedy three miles go browns <laughs> what's going on dogs of war fans this is Trey Kelly from seattle washington calling in and i uh, hope you guys are having a wonderful day uh I believe that Baker Mayfield will stay in Cleveland and that John Dorsey should not have been fired. Uh, he should have kept, they should have kept him. Keep OBJ. Do not trade any of the superstars. I want the roster exactly how it is. Maybe get a couple of free agents and draft a couple, you know, offensive linemen to get Baker some time to throw the damn football. Uh, anyways, hope y'all have a great day and go dogs. Uh, yeah, this is Tito calling from Athens, Ohio, uh, down south Cleveland. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Got to say that yeah, I love the show, love what you guys are doing. It's great, great, great work up there. Uh, we're back in the same old bus situation, it seems, coaching. I will say my brother did sack Josh McDaniels in high school in a very big game and then did an incredible Hulk kind of flex to the crowd on camera. So, you know, I'm pulling for this guy because, God damn it. All right. Love you guys. Keep rolling throughout the rest of the offseason. <clears throat> um, hello, it is uh, Brown Smith here. And uh may only be 16 years old, but I've been put through uh, more misery than any fan should be put through. But uh, I will say that um, I have some hope, especially if we can get Mike McCarthy or Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is my number one choice because the offense will be insane. Defense might be a little bit of a concern, but I don't really, I don't know. Honestly, we get a defensive coordinator. Uh, Mike McCarthy is a low-risk, medium reward. Josh McDaniels is medium-risk, high-reward. And Urban Meyer is high risk, medium reward. So using that logic, Josh McDaniels <clears throat> should be the next coach of the Cleveland Browns. Um, go Browns! And uh, I love you, Cleveland. Thank you. Hey, uh, angry Knicks fans, calling in here. I was uh, thinking about giving some New Year's resolutions for the Browns, but then I decided that's probably better if I don't because. Uh, well, New Year's resolutions only last maybe two weeks. So, I'm just not going to do the New Year's resolution thing. I'm going to keep it positive. Say, we got a good draft pick. There are definitely some good coaches out there. I saw Mike McCarthy went to Baker, Baker College. So, that would be a dream come true. Um, just got to put it out there that my Knicks are on a three-game winning streak. So, kicking off the decade right. And, uh, yeah, go Browns.
Uh, hello, Browns fans. It's Kyle from Georgia. We're going through a rough time. Not usual. Nothing's changed. But just keep our heads up, man. Let's crack open a beer and keep on trucking. Woof. Hey, guys. It's Dan from Chicago. Hope you're doing well. Um, well, hope you had a good holiday and uh, new year. Uh, yeah, season's over. Um, coaches out, general managers out. So what's next? I don't know about you guys, but I have complete faith in the Haslam to set the ship right. Uh, because a lot of the good coaches are already gone. We're probably going to hire Urban Meyer and I want him to be the next coach of the Browns almost as much as I want to take a shower in a pilot flying J truck stop. Um, but, Either way, we'll see. Happy New Year, everybody. I'll see you guys next season if I don't hang myself. Bye. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Annie Wilkinson. Um, I wanted to call, and first of all, thank you so much for having my entire family to your tailgate uh, for the Arizona Cardinals game. Obviously, like my sister said, that was not the outcome we wanted, but meeting you guys and tailgating before the game was such a highlight. Um, secondly, you guys were way too nice about our family. Um, we appreciate all those words, but in reality, we are just a bunch of degenerates. So thank you again for including us. Um, we had an absolute blast. I hope that everyone has a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and most importantly, go Brownies. Bye, guys. Another episode, another thank you to the Wilkinson family. Oh yeah, and and the rest of the the uh, Muni Lot payphone callers. Of course, I love my boy down in Georgia. Uh, shout out to Tito; he's been a friend of the Instagram page since day one. <laughs> um, and yeah, Annie Wilkinson and the whole Wilkinson family, best people in the world. Shout out Emily. Shout out her husband Baker Mayfield, that quarterback for the Browns. Um, also. A couple weeks ago, we had Dan from Chicago. He called in on the payphone. I think he screwed us. He said, you know what? Uh, kind of a tough year, but at least we're finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. Hasn't been done since the Eisenhower era. And he jinxed us. Like, dude, we still had two games left. No more predictions or anything on this show moving forward. That's on us. That's fine, though. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about what's going to come with this podcast. In, in the, the offseason. Off yeah. So today on the Angry Browns fans page on Instagram, shout out me i put up a little uh what do you call it a questionnaire of asking for suggestions for the off-season content one of them this was mine of the the love doctor well we already talked about that earlier but let's go over some of the good ones some guys this is really good chocolate by the way oh yeah that's uh prime stuff keep going tommy martin 2001 said more joe schobert necessity Always more Joe Schobert. I agree. Uh, we got my parents uh, a Roomba for Christmas, and we named it Joe Showbot. So, if we don't sign that man to an extension, that's that's the positive I'm taking from the GM. I hope they sign him. He's just a leader on and off the field. He's going to get paid. I hope I just, we're the ones I that hope pay it's him. With us, I yeah. agree, thousand percent. Shout out Megan Schobert, his lovely wife. Good people. Gab Gowdy. <laughs> this, this is a good one. Gab Gowdy said, rankings of the most handsome players on the team. P.S. Please make sure 
Seabird is last. <laughs> just, like, what is she, a scorned lover? I, I don't know, but I, I, just, I died when I read that. I like, kind of want him to come on the podcast, so we can't be putting him last. Yeah, I know. Like, dude. We're not going to, first off, we're not going to rank the handsomeness of the players. Baker and Miles would be tied for first and second. But, um, yeah, I didn't think, Siebert's not a bad looking dude, is he? I can't really put a face in the name right now. Uh, whatever. It made me laugh. Um, what offseason addition changes you want to see and think will happen? I don't know. It's just, we'll probably do that anyway. No, we'll have, like, we, as things happen, we'll release episodes. The new coach, the new GM players all that stuff the pre-draft there's a lot of stuff that we'll be doing in the offseason we've had a few feelers out of some of the the players too hope we get some more interviews here (laughs) then one said shirtless pics of kevin that that was from kevin that made me laugh good job kevin shout out thank you to letta kate said fitness tips yes kate i'm trying to get in shape for the engagement pictures Uh, i went to yoga the past two days Never gone to yoga in my life. Never done yoga. I'm scared of it. It's I don't know what I'm doing. Yesterday's was like a it was like a stretchy rejuvenating yoga, and I was like, oh, I feel stretched out and rejuvenated. I think I'm going to come the next day, which was today before I came here. Um, hot yoga, dude, it's brutal. Like it's 130 degrees in there, and you, there's you're doing all these poses that you can't hold. Like it's a good workout, but oh, there's no. nothing. I would rather do less than what you just described. Uh, so I, I thought that I would initially. rather sit in Guantanamo Bay prison and go <laughs> do hot yoga. So I went to regular stretchy rejuvenating yoga. Clara, you know, purified myself, got the center chi, went bowling afterwards with some of the homeboys. I'm not kidding. I'm not good at bowling, first off. I come out the gates three strikes in a row. It was badass. I don't think it really had anything to do with the yoga. Followed it up with a gutter gutter. I got embarrassed at Corner Alley, downtown Cleveland, over break. How'd you get embarrassed? My dad put a whooping on me on the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. Well, not everybody does yoga and bowls three strikes in a row. Great food there, though. Yeah. So Free immediately ad. after purifying myself from the toxins, et cetera, I got kind of drunk and went to Chipotle. Shout out Chipotle. We're up for advertisements. Get the Scottish hammer on. We could get the Scottish Word. hammer on. That's and Miles. I think we could get target. Garrett. I I we have a, a cool back and forth where I comment and he responds to the comment. Dude, I said I needed this on his most recent post. He said, "Good to have you back, brother." It was top ten coolest moments of my life. Um, earlier in the season, we asked if he would come on the podcast, and he said, "Podcasts are for the off season." <laughs> he didn't say no. All the stars are starting to align. Oh, the Dogs of War podcast is going places. So, long story short, there's going to be a lot of things we're going to be doing in the off season. I would like to eventually do a live podcast somewhere. I would like to do more, uh, some episodes, more of like a storyboard. You know, talking about things like you know, do an episode on the Odell and Jarvis friendship. Jarvis story from the time they were you know in high school playing to you know LSU and beyond. Um, I want to do a lot of stuff like that. So we'll have an interesting off-season with lots of different kinds of content. For the loyal listeners, those of you that are still here yeah, for 21 episodes. Do you want me to say something? Or are you saying it's for them or do you had something else? What? <laughs> oh, you're saying for the loyal listeners. What I do you think I was saying? I thought you were saying like, but for you the loyal one listeners. One glass of whiskey. 
No, this is three. <laughs> I had to calm my nerves before I came over here. I did yoga. Um, but yeah, we'll figure it out. Either way, keep supporting the Browns, you guys. Keep supporting each other. And thanks for all the support this year for this podcast. Truly. I didn't think we'd get more than our moms listening. but We're still top ranked in Lebanon, dude. Yeah, it's been good. Appreciate everyone that's been listening, commenting. Please continue to subscribe and rate, review. And share it with your friends and family and loved ones. La pay phone. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of interesting things coming up this off season, and we'll be sure to, to keep it coming. For the last time this season and for the first time in 2020, Happy New Year and good night, Cleveland. That was a badass uh, exit. Thank you. Go Browns. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.